What if business could be fun? This podcast is for people who no longer want work to be a four-letter word. It is a comedic look at the myths of work, life, and balance, where we expose the kind of thinking that sucks your will to live, and we replace it with powerful, easy-to-use tools so that you can shift gears and laugh about it all. The only requirement to listen is you need to be human. We're so happy that you're here, and Kathy Keegan and I are coaches and speakers and we wanted to create a podcast that took a comedic look at coaching and life and being a business owner. And we both have a million years in transformational work, but sometimes we still get stuck because we're still human, hence the name. But a bunch. But if you're new, welcome, welcome. If you know, have been listening before, thank you so much. Please, please, please click subscribe and rate us. And get notifications because it's sexy and fun. And so, um, welcome, welcome. And Kathy, I miss you. It's so good to see your beautiful face with your cute little pixie cut. I'm doing well. How are you? How are you? How are you really? You know, it's an, it's an interesting question for the emotion scientists. They might say, how are you feeling? Just to get a better read on how somebody's doing at any given moment. And I have to say that thinking about how you know, I'm living in Chicago. A lot of Christmas decorations are up and I love those. It's really fun to see them. And I miss being in New York. I'll see, I'll see things happening there. And I recognize the location and I feel a little tug in my heartstrings. So, um, so I'm, I'm definitely feeling that. And of course we're feeling all the feelings right now. Um, I'm just here with my kitten. She, so the other reason that she likes to hang out with me is because of my earbuds. So she will now try to attack them until they stop moving. So this is all, it's all live people. You can't make this stuff up. Right, right, Briar? It's the little things, Kathy. You know, when you were saying your heart tugged a little bit, like I remember being a little girl in Dallas, Texas, and I loved theater and wearing black and being theatrical. And, and I remember just thinking, oh, New York City. And, and I had an early fascination. And as I did more and more theater, I just kept thinking, I'm supposed to be there. And I would see the skyline and my heart would go put a pat. And I swear to God, when I'm driving and I see it, I still get like a little whoosh. And then when I'm coming into the helix or leaving, you know, there is a special place in my heart. And in fact, this is a fabulous segue, Kathy, which you didn't even know you did this. So, you know, I'm doing a lot of virtual networking. Um, I'm so grateful that I have clients and students and my business is growing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, universe. Oh my gosh. And so I had a connection call with this woman named Elaine Hausman. And we were like, oh my God, another cool Elaine. Let's connect. So we had a quick connection call and she, she was like, Oh, I did theater too. I went to Juilliard and I did Broadway and off Broadway. And, you know, and a part of me was like, you know, cause I mean, I, I pursued theater, but I, I, I got off, 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 off. Many roads, one journey. You're right. Okay. Compa compared to swear, compared to swear. Anyway, it was just fun. She was totally cool. She was not like dropping creds or anything. It was just a complete share from her heart and how she like lived in 
New York for a long time and then moved to LA for a long time. And now she's back in San Francisco because that's where her siblings are. That's where she had originally grown up. And she's teaching video tips, performance coaching as am I. And, you know, A, yay, that I could want to collaborate and connect instead of feeling competition. And then, and I think she's a little older, but she said, oh, Elaine, it's so hard. She goes, being an entrepreneur. And I said, isn't it? She goes, oh my Lord. She was like, I have done national tours. I have done voiceovers. She was in advertising and marketing in LA. Like this woman is a wise warrior. She has, you know, doing doing tours, back-to-back tours is no easy feat, physically, emotionally, whatever. But when she was like, it's so hard, I was like, it is. And I, you know, and I think that that's one reason we wanted to start the podcast because and and I I think there's room for it all. Like, go for it. Make your move. Spread your message. Even if you're not sure of it. I know you want to go help people. I'm all about like, do, go, take action, you know, and it can be hard. Uh, this whole business of, of who we are and what we do and how we can feel small when the road we took was a little bit different, right? Um, you know, there is that story if somebody went to Harvard or if they went somewhere, there's already a sort of built-in credential with that, right? On already built-in Juilliard because they are, I mean, they are institutions that have high requirements, but they're not for everybody. And we want lots of experts. We want lots of people who are good at teaching people how to be on camera, right? Because there's room for that. And, and when you're working with somebody one-on-one, the most important thing is that you get along, that you really, and that that person sees you, you know, because if you're not seen, how many times have we joined these big masterminds and you go in there and it's great and you meet some nice people, but it's not a hundred percent them seeing you the way you need to be seen. And so it, oh, you, you get, oh, not a hundred percent, try 10%. <laughs> So you get all messed up because you're thinking, maybe I should try it that way when there are things about myself that I know to be true, that are not about me dawdling, deferring, not trying to do something. And it's, it's very, very difficult. What, why the, some of my words are just really failing me this afternoon, but the reason you want someone like an Elaine, whichever Elaine, either Elaine is that it's personalized. You're not in a class with 800 people. You're in a more personalized class and the attention is being paid. You are being seen. And I'm a little soapboxy today too, but I just I just think that's really so important. That's what I love about coaching. When you are seen, your energy changes immediately for the better. You know? What a difference. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited, Kathy. You, you're just always affirming me so much. Um, so I'm teaching for Jeff Pulver's new education platform and I'm, I'm so honored and the classes are very, um, inexpensive, which makes me happy. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm going to get paid a smidgen, but it's really, to me, it's a way of giving back and, and, and hopefully, you know, further expanding my community, but I'm teaching the power of healing through laughter tomorrow. 
and then um and then I have two other classes, but the other one of the other classes is experiencing the power of being seen and gotten and how that 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 is transformational. And so it's so interesting that and I've never taught that before, so I'm developing it, but it's from years and years and years of all the things I've done. But you just so affirmed it. Yeah, it is it is life changing. And and it's that's part of the work that you and I do. In fact, in fact, you know, Kathy, I feel like we don't talk about your work enough because I'm I'm can be such a talker too, but like you're such an amazing coach and really a thought leader. Like, no pressure, but um, I think you gotta write a book. I'm just saying, I just wanted to just do a truth bomb there because you you say things, first of all, you study, you read 53 books a week. I'm always like, what? Uh, like you're always like super mindset growth, um, lifetime learner, but the way you articulate things, you're able to take super sort of lofty and psychological and studies and statistics and drill it down so that it's practical so that the average person can, uh, can consume it and then, use it, you know? And I mean, that's one of the things you do. I think that's part of your genius. And we don't, we haven't talked about that enough on this show. And so I just, I I made a mental note as well as my high tech, high tech um, things here, but you know, you, you're so good at that, at drilling down and what's underneath that conversation and what's underneath that stuff. And, you know, your mission is to alleviate workplace suffering and these days, I feel like that could mean not just like the corporate fancy. Like, I think of you as like working in this fancy New York City office building surrounded by suits and like power broker wealth New York people. But work is, I mean, it's its everywhere now, right? It's in people's closets and kitchen tables and people are, you know, this year has been such a shit show. And so... Anyway, do you want to... Well, first of all, thank you so much. That is just lovely. And, you know, my my slogan, which is, you know, how did I think this one up? Work that works. And underneath that, I put wherever you are. Because, you know... Oh, my W. It's W quartered. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, yeah, work work that works wherever you are. And it just so happens that a lot of us are at home. And, you know, work is really changing so quickly, the way we work, the way we communicate. I just went to a cocktail party that was on a site called Hop In. Again, we're not being paid for any of these, but Hop In, it's not yet. Not yet, but we're open to sponsorship. I'm just saying. But hop in is like going to a conference. So you have a stage, you have breakout rooms and other things like that. And what I am finding is that you can make pretty decent connections with people through through video and through phone calls. A lot of my coaching is done via the phone and via video. I prefer phone because sometimes even I watch myself when we do these, when we do these podcasts and my eyes, they roll back in my head and I'm not having a seizure or anything. It's just, 
there are certain things I'm not that aware about, but I am always keenly aware when we're recording this that not only am I supposed to sound good, but I'm trying to look good too. So that if somebody happens to watch it, I'm making all the right faces. And that just takes a lot of effort and a lot of energy, you know? That, you know, that's, that's such a good point. And I know that's part of why people are feeling so fatigued, the extra time on camera when we used to just go to work and kind of, you could sort of hide a little bit. You weren't like, da-da! Right. And so I had, I had to make an effort, you know, to put on some makeup and the cover of the New Yorker magazine this week is actually, it's a woman, she's holding a martini. She's got a nice shirt on and everything. And all around her, her room is just a complete mess. And, um, yeah, and I think she's wearing sweatpants too, or something like that. So, um, yeah. And there's like Kleenex and sanitizer thing. And yeah, that's so great. So great. So, so hop in, so hop in, hop in. Um, it's just, it's like a virtual conference room and it was a really fun way to be able to do things. So one of the things that we're seeing in addition to mourning the loss of things that we actually didn't realize how much we enjoyed doing until we're not doing them is that there's a lot of innovation too. A lot of innovation also means change and change can be tough. I want change, but then I don't want change. You know, they just got a new bike downstairs in the exercise room in my building. And normally people don't sign up to use the room that much. But now that that's there, it's like one after the other, after the other, after the other. And I found myself getting so angry. Why do you people want to use that bike? Why do you want to use that bike? And then it's sort of like, why do I care? You know, because there is a part of me as a human being, I want to be the best. I want to get my work done, not only on time, but ahead of schedule, even though the schedule is pretty arbitrarily, did I say that right? Determined. I want to, if I'm making coffee in the morning, you know, and I get started and Doug hasn't come into the, the kitchen yet. I want to have it all done. So he's like, oh my God, wow. And I, I just started noticing these little patterns that I have. It's sort of like, Kath, you're not trying to prove anything to anyone. You're making a cup of coffee. Be mindful of making the cup of coffee. But these elements, the more we're aware of what's going on in our head, the more decision-making ability we have. And that's a lot of my work is to help people gain the awareness that allows them to choose the next action. So some space to create. So you're actually choosing something instead of being in reaction. Instead of reacting. So great. Well, I think you are the best coffee maker. So I just, I want to, <laughs> I want to affirm you today, Kathy. I want to affirm you. Um, and that was, no, I was just going to say, um, so it kind of goes back to, you know, the things as a kid that you wanted to get your chores done or you didn't want to do your chores. And then you heard the car pull in the driver and you're like, I better get my chores done. Um, these things are holdovers from way back when. And so I, I now at least I can see this and I can kind of laugh at myself. And one of the things I did with a client recently and I'm still hashing this out a little bit is I want I want her to set up a brain budget. And so the brain budget would consist of the incoming bits of energy that re-energize the brain and the outgoing that doesn't energize it. And the outgoing that doesn't energize it are a lot of news headlines, 
um, you know, negativity, that sort of thing. And I, because the brain uses up 20% of the body's energy, I think it's a reason why so many people feel fatigued. You know, honey, this is a, this is a Facebook live. This is a Ted talk. This is a brain budget. So I, and I haven't come up with a really fancy name for it yet. Cause budget feels a little bit restrictive because I don't want to be at the kind of person saying, Oh, I'm not going to do that because it might be too much energy. You don't want to restrict it like that, but the awareness around it. So you become this scientist that thinks about my brain budget. There are things, there are people who walk into the room and suck your will to live. They just do. We all have experienced that. That's energetic. It's exhausting. Try not to hang out with those people so much. And then there are the people, it's like, I get on the phone with you. And I'm like, but that's, that's such a good point, Kathy, because, um, you know, I'm in these, I'm in several programs, accountability. And one of my buddies said, I notice how much time I spend on things that have no relevance to my life. And when he said that, I was like, oh, you know, and I thought there is a part of me that is so curious and, um, and, and I am cheap. Like I don't want to spend money on a newspaper, but I will look at headlines because it's the internet. It's not, you know, but like so many times I'll click on something that really has no bearing on my life. It's not, part of my industry, you know? And, um, so I, I am trying to be more mindful of that because I, I did, I had a, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people are having some tough times this past week. Really. I had a couple of days where I was like, I could really lose it. I could like breathe. Like, whoa, like I, I didn't want to go drink or drug, but I just had that wound up, like, Oh God. And I'm so grateful I have my new spin bike. So, um, one day I think I hopped on it three different times cause it just kind of helped me like release some energy and it's been raining a lot here and stuff. So, um, so how else Kathy Keegan, how else are you staying sane? What well, it's, well, it's interesting. So I love how you say that. So you say I'm always so good and it's not about being good, right? It just seems that way maybe to you, but, you know, one of the things that I've noticed it being in this, you know, relative isolation is that, you know, one of my issues has been with food. You know, I used food as a drug. I dated food. I married food. I had affairs with food. And um, I've noticed over these months that it calls to me more than it has in a long time. And that does speak to the things that are going on around me. And so some of that is, it's what you just described so beautifully, Elaine. It's what's a little something I can do to kind of get me past that, you know? And, and sometimes that mean, might mean hopping on a bike, taking a walk around the block, or just getting up and leaving for a second and doing a stretch. It could be any number of things rather than just immediately going for the food. And I'm really grateful for the awareness of that because, again, I'm now being able to make a choice. So I'm not in bags and boxes and then saying to myself, what the hell happened? I'm just saying, wow, this really does feel awful right now. I am just not enjoying it. And just even by saying it, by getting it out and being able to say it to either a person who understands it or to put it in your journal, 
these are all releases like laughter is, you know, these are ways of releasing and allowing this to move on. You know, I was thinking this morning about language and how in our language, our verb to be does not make a distinction between temporary and permanent. So if I say to you, I'm angry, my brain believes I'm an angry person wired all the way through, but I'm not, I'm angry in this moment or I'm happy. I'm happy in this moment. And we have a tendency to think in terms of this permanence and then they become attributes as opposed to these little things that you just put on the little sailboat in the river of your mind and just send them on their way. Right. Like I'm a failure. Yeah. And it's, it's not, you're, you're not a mistake. You made a mistake. We make mistakes. That's what humans do. Um, right now, Elaine, I'm listening to uh, 10% happier. I've been doing the meditations on there because they're short, but they, they combine some learning and lively discussion and then the meditation. And then you track it and it's just kind of fun to see how you've done. And the person I'm listening to now is, um, oh, what's his name? George Mumford. George Mumford. Why do I know that name? You know that name because he worked with the Bulls and the Lakers and Phil Jackson and brought mindfulness to those teams. Mindfulness meditation. And so I'm actually doing a series of meditations on performance. And you may think, you can't do that. You can't. Meditation's all about candles and altars. Come on, people. No, it's not. And in fact, the things that we're talking about, like when you get distracted, you were talking earlier about like, oh, you know, um, there are a lot of things I spend time on that aren't germane to the work that I do. Wait, what? I'm like, what? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Jermaine, wasn't she one of the um, Von Trapp kids? Or Liesl or something. I don't know. Anyway. Liesl, Liesl. So long, farewell. I'll feed us and good night. Farewell. I'll feed us and good night. I just, oh, um, yeah. So I was talking about sorry, something. Sorry, did I mess your train of thought? I'm sorry. I was trying to be funny. George Mumford, teaching meditation. And it's really the idea of using mindfulness in performance. The idea of using mindfulness when you're playing basketball, when you're doing your work. And also coming back to, there are going to be times when you're going to make a decision, say, you know what, I am just going to read the news. My brain needs a break. You know, that's going to happen, right? right? And you have to learn to forgive yourself. Do I sound like a school mom when I say that? You know, you got to laugh, right? And this is, this is what I teach all of my students and clients like technology is going to keep changing and evolving and messing up because that's the nature of technology. And the minute you try to control it, it's like you're losing. So just laugh. We're going to laugh. And right. And, and you know, it's so true. Elaine, I am not always all there. I can see me and I can see you. Um, and so, yeah. And technology, may I say this again, please? Technology is a tool, not a solution. So, okay, I love that 10% happier, George Mumford, which is the funniest name ever, I think. Um, I wanted to also tell you, I, and uh, 
you know, there's been a little bit of a saga. I hurt my back this summer. Then I fell down. Then I got rained on and then I got a new phone. And then I promptly tripped over a, a law, a twig after the hurricane and fell and really sprained my ankle and screwed up my, my brand new phone. So then I had to get a new phone and it seemed okay. <laughs> and then about a month ago, I was inspired and jogging. And actually that was on election day or when the election, when Joe Biden officially got um, the thing and I tripped and fell um, and broke my new phone again. And so um, thank goodness I had ins insurance and I was like, okay, the universe is telling me to lighten up and slow down. That's that was my interpretation of like, okay, there's a lesson here because it's it's happened, you know. Anyway, so I get this new phone. I guess it was like two and a half weeks ago, and it was right before Thanksgiving and right before um, somebody dear to me uh, lost his sister. You know, it's like I need, I really need a phone. Like we all need our phones, but there's sometimes when you're like, I of all the times to not have a phone, this is anyway. So I got this new phone. And it was like really close to Thanksgiving and, and, um, you know, and like, oh, hmm, that's weird. There's a, there's a, there's a pictures in my iPhotos that I, I did not download. Nobody sent them to me. They're just already in my iPhotos, but I just thought, well, maybe it's just like weird fluky thing, whatever. And then the next day there's more pictures and and it's but this time it's like a little girl dancing in uh her family's living room um cup like weird things some pr stuff and i kept thinking well maybe it'll just go away <laughs> like maybe you know there's a part of me that's like it's just a fluky thing you know well needless to say i have been getting weird and strange photos and memes and videos just showing up in my iPhone account now for two weeks, I had all these people doing Tai Chi. I mean, thank God it's not like gross stuff, but it's like, anyway, so I finally, you know, after I think this happens sometimes we go, maybe it'll go away. And then you're like, okay, this is not going away. And, and this is a major breach of security, like these poor people. And it just makes you think about, we all want to be mindful about the pictures that we take and what we share because life happens and glitches happen. Right. So anyway, so I finally, you know, so I'm, I got the new phone, but I have it backed up the old one, but it just was so freaky to be like, Whoa, who is this? Oh my God. That's frightening in some ways. So funny. So a couple of things I wanted to talk about today. First of all, it's just so good to see you. I love making you laugh more than anything. Um, we have another, you have a mutual friend, Sheridan Boutros, who's a hilarious comedian writer and we're like we got to get the we got to get the band back we got to get the band back we had uh Chardon is in one of our episodes we had her on about a month or so ago she was our first guest so if you haven't heard of the funny hilarious sarcastic Sheridan Boutros go listen and um so another thing I wanted to ask uh, just to talk about is you know being a, a business owner and um one you know you wear lots of hats and to me, this is something that I am really working on now and that I've made some progress. So I just wanted to share this because, again, this is the things I didn't hear in my masterminds, right? And so um, 
So, you know, I think it's good to know what's happening in your industry to a degree. Yes. Um, I think it's, and they call it, you know, they call it social listening, right? Like you don't want to just be in some void making up content if you're not. And you, it's so easy to go into compare despair. So, you know, again, back to your other point about just being mindful, like raising your awareness. So like, you know, noticing, oh, you know what? I am the most focused, grounded, and objective in the mornings. So maybe that's when I should go on social media and look and see what other people in my area, what they're doing, what they're sharing, what their content is. And, but I don't have to like dwell there. And, um, you know, and that's taken me a long time to be that disciplined, right? And because I think it's good to do some social listening and, and, and take all with a grain of salt because there are a lot of smoke and mirrors and then make sure that you're rigorous with yourself. And you're like, I'm not going to compare despair. Like they're doing da, 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 and da, 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 da. And I, it's good for me to know a little bit about what's going on. And now I'm going to bring the folks back on myself and who I serve and how I do what I do. Right. And that's only taken me like, I don't know, 50 years. <laughs> Well, and you're talking about it. I sometimes forget who I am. I get so wrapped up in other things happening. And I've actually created a little dashboard that reminds me of some of my favorite sayings, some of the things that I most like to do, some just just things that remind me who I am and what I'm about. Um, And what Elaine is talking about, again, is awareness, right? Your level of awareness, you have the ability now to make a decision because you see what's happening before it happens. It's like, Ooh, I am going down compare and despair street. Do I want to keep going down the street or do I want to take a left at some other creatively named street to be, you, you can insert the name of that street. And so you get to make that decision about coming back to what matters most. And Part of that also means learning to have a constructive dialogue with yourself, learning how to, you can have a constructive, supportive, loving dialogue with yourself and still get things done. You know, um, I think it's important that some of the language that we use toward ourselves is stuff that we would never use toward anybody else, except maybe like one or two people, I suppose, but, but you know, and, and just, and being aware of that. And so it's not you idiot. Why are you doing this now? It's sort of like, Oh, you're human. Your brain got tired. You know, you've been doing this for a period of time. You need a quick break. And then you develop your own ways of how you take those breaks, what those mean, or, or the thing that you work on. Sometimes I'll go and shred things because I need a break. I take four minutes and I shred some stuff that needs to be shredded kind of fun isn't it like take that that's another release I love it but yeah I just wanted to share you know just it's so the gift of being disciplined the gift of raising awareness about yourself and how you um work your best you know and and you can take all the classes and stuff you want to take but sometimes we have to figure out some of the nuances on our own and so I just, I thought, oh, I want to share this with Kathy this week. And then um, I also want to share, I did, uh, I had a socially distanced birthday party 
last night with two with Greer and Kim. Um, we had masks and you know, we were we were safe, we were cautious. It, it was Kim's birthday, and we've been in the same sort of COVID bubble all summer. And um, and we were just talking about, and we're all, you know, amazing powerful women in our own right. And we were just expressing some concern about like the winter and, and the thought like right now it's festive. Cause it's like the holidays are coming. And even though it's going to be weird, there's still some things, to, you know, but then the thought of like January freaks me out a little bit. So we're talking about, you know, um, how can we keep ourselves sort of inspired and motivated or, and connected. Right. And so we we're talking about a, a book club and we were talking about doing arts and crafts or, you know, just trying to create some fun. And, and then Greer showed me this video and I was moved to tears, uh, within about 60 seconds in. And I, um, have you heard of one voice children's choir, Kathy? Okay. Everybody, when you get off, when you get off this call, when you, whenever you're listening to this, Go to YouTube and want and put in Utah Children's Choir memories. And it is a montage. Not only do they sound amazing and they're so full of like that youthful innocence and joy and like, oh, which was so good to be reminded of that. But the way they did this, the editor, there's even a special video about how this guy did it. Because evidently this choir is like the thing. Anyway, I I burst into tears for so many reasons. But it, you know, it was talking about the challenges of the year. And it's a song that's a popular song, but of course I don't know who sings it because I'm, you know. But anyway, I have goosebumps. Like they were so like fervent and the joy and and, and the energy. And I was so inspired by like the resiliency of human spirit. And to me, what I love about working in groups is, you know, some days I'm on fire and I'm like, yes, come on. And other days I'm like, I have nothing. Please help me God, you know? And like, to me, that's one of the gifts of community and one voice you know, is like we lift each other up and some days I can do the heavy lifting and other days I'm like, I can do two pounds, you know? And anyway, so I just go watch it. It will feed your soul. Um, and it, it just reminded me like the gift of the arts, the gift of music, the gift of, um, connection and, uh, and, and, you know, I don't know. It just gave me some hope. It gave me some hope because think about all the kids and how hard this has been for them to be isolated and what a creative, beautiful use of their energy for them to be involved, to have this activity, to create this, and then to be able to watch, watch it, to be able to watch the making of, and to be able to really, really soak in the, the, the beauty of the music that's created and I would argue that these things are all core parts of us. I don't think athletics or art or any of those things are adjunct. They are absolutely part of who we are. I need mental hygiene. I need physical hygiene. 
spiritual hygiene, you name the hygiene. Jean? Good. I was going to, I've been meaning to talk to you about Colgate. No, just kidding. Um, and, and then another thing I, cause you and I, you know, we're both, um, middle-aged white women and we're both very committed to, uh, racial and social justice and we both do things. Um, and so another thing I was thinking about was, you know, it's a very white choir cause it, you know, and, one of my dreams that I haven't spoken about enough, but I'm going to start speaking more is, you know, I want to bring the arts back to the inner city schools. I know that there were like boys and girls clubs and places where, where kids could go who were like single parent homes or latchkey kids. And I truly believe that when humans have choices and feel safe, they will make the higher choice. They did a study of rats. And rats kept going and hitting the morphine water because that's all that was their only choice. And it's like, well, what are you testing? Like the rats bored? I would be hitting the morphine water too every chance I got. And then this guy did a, an experiment and he made this rat park with all these cool rats and rat girls and rat trash and rat, you know, all these, all these fun things like a rat park. And guess what? The rats chose the park over the morphine water in the cage. And I, and maybe I already mentioned this before. I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but I love that study. And I just feel like I want, not that I'm comparing inner city or, you know, people who are struggling to rats at all. I'm just saying, I want to help give more choices. I want to help. The arts saved my life. And that's one reason I'm so passionate about it. And so my, one of my big whys is to, you know, I want to help make a difference for people. I want to be able to send kids to camp who've never been out of the city. I want to be able to have people, you want to study voice, you want to sing, you want to have a choir, like, let's do it. You know, I mean, that's what I do with my students and my clients, but I, I know I'm supposed to do this on a bigger level, you know? So anyway, I just got totally inspired. That's beautiful. And what you're saying is we need to put humanity back in the equation. We need to think of people first. Think of people, humanity. Think of our, of our shared journeys together. And it's time for that to happen. It's time for us to be thinking more of people, the companies thinking more of people. I don't care what you say. People need to be part of that equation. You can't replace us all with computers. And besides, people program the computers. So the computers are still learning from us. So I love what you just shared that, um, you know, I just a plea for humanity, a plea for being human and understanding our foibles and knowing that, Elaine, you want that. And I think a lot of people really want that, you know, because I think, I think people in general, want to be seen and want to be heard. And almost across the board, don't feel that way. You know? It's a, it's a human need. It's such a human need. And we've created all these cool things with our big, big brains, but we have to remember to come back to our hearts and our guts, you know? And so when you're, when you're in, a, in a store or whatever you're doing, see the person there, acknowledge them, thank them for what it is they're doing. You know, you just make a person's day and it makes your day. Little things like that. So anyway, oh 
This we could go on for days. Love that. Can, we could go on for days. Can can we do? I want to tell one quick story and then we'll wrap. Is that okay? Okay. So um, so Kathy, Kathy and her friend Anumani and some other really cool chick. We all went to see Amaji like a year and a half ago in Fourth uh, of July weekend in New York City. And so that's like a humid, sticky, hot, sweaty place. And it was a ballroom. And there were a ton, a ton of people from infants to 120 and everywhere in between. And people were jostling. But it was because of Amma's, she's this hugging Indian saint. If you haven't heard of her, go Google her because it's inspiring. And her presence is transformational and peace inducing. And people were like, oh, excuse me. Oh, after you. And I mean, this is not typical New Yorkers. I was like walking around going, wow. Anyway, so we had gotten in our place. We got in our tokens to wait for a hug and you, you wait and you're sort of in the environment and the energy. And so Kathy and I were like checking out because we wanted to buy some things and, you know, and um, so I had a couple of pieces of jewelry and different things to give as gifts. And Kathy had got this really cool necklace that was like really stunning. And it, and you know, and it, it wasn't super heavy. And so, and we had said, Oh, was your person nice? My person was so nice. The people who were volunteering. And so we, we went back and, and we were like, well, I need to find out. I forgot what kind of stone this is. I'm going to try to find my person to say, Hey, what, what did I buy? Because some of them seem to know the stones or whatever. And we're not talking diamonds. We're talking, you know, and meanwhile, there's pandemonium. They have to have security because there's anybody's coming off the street. I mean, it's, it's a pretty crazy wild place. And so we go back up and Kathy, do you want to say what's next? So I go up and the woman who knows all things about everything that are sold there, I said, can you tell me what this is? She said, plastic, it's plastic. And meanwhile, these are, these are my quote unquote stones that have been blessed by Ama, right? And here's the thing, they're still worth blessing, right? even though they are plastic, but it was just so funny because it's sort of like that time that I uh, came back to my table after dancing at this wedding and there was my cup of decaf waiting for me and I sipped it and it just felt like the best decaf in the world. And my husband looked at me and he said, it's Sanka. And, you know, it's an instant coffee. It's, you know, there's a lot, the power of the mind. The mind is a powerful thing, but it was hilarious. This woman, and there was no charm about her. She was just like, I am a savant. I'm a savant. Yes. When it comes to rocks, I know everything about them. Plastic. So, um. It was just, yeah, it was funny. It was funny. It's funny. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We wish, we hope that you are healthy and, and staying connected. And if you're not, that you're reaching out for help. And we're so grateful that you're here and you're listening with us. Please comment. We love to hear from you. Please share our podcast because we're going to keep doing this. And I know that it makes difference for people who tell me, oh, I can't wait. Your new one came out. And and um, Kathy, if somebody wants to know more about how to work with you, if they're tired of suffering in the area of work or just want to have fun, how do they get a hold of you? Oh, my God. It's KathyKeegan.com. How simple is that? Kathy with a K and Keegan with a K. And then I believe that Elaine, who captivates the crowd, is probably reachable at Elaine at Captivate the Crowd. Captivate the crowd.
and, and reach out because I do, I'm doing a lot of cool, um, master classes and community events. And I'm, I'm teaching some things that are very, uh, priced, um, very reasonably. And so, you know, this is a great time to expand your mind and educate yourself if you're locked in and you can only do Netflix binging for so long before you are melted into the couch for good. So thank you so much for joining us. We send you so much love. And, um, I guess I think that's it next time. Love you until next time. Love you guys. Bye. Yay. You made it to the end. Thank you so much for listening. We're so excited you were here. Feel free to reach out at stillhumanpodcast at gmail.com or Kathy at kathykeegan.com or Elaine at captivatethecrowd.com. See you next time.